At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Monday here on this show, and you know what that means? We got a lot... A lot to talk about here today. Smackdown on Friday, they shot the big angle. Kevin Owens has reunited with Sami Zayn. And they're going to be going after the Usos for the tag team titles. It's amazing when you look at this WrestleMania coming up. It's like everything is going exactly as one would have expected it to go. And obviously when they did that Montreal show and you saw the reaction of Sami Zayn in Montreal and all of it came together on that day. Yeah, when the day was over, I said they should have put that title on Sami Zayn and then, you know, shot some sort of angle to get it back on Roman or whatever. But at the end of the day, like going into that show, we all knew where this was all going to end. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania. And it's all literally going exactly... How we expected it to go. And, you know, you look at the rest of the stories. Rey Mysterio refuses to wrestle his son. Well, we know exactly how that's going to end now, don't we? Now, exactly when they do it, will they do it at the Hall of Fame? Will they give Rey a real Hall of Fame? And then Saturday when they, hey, come on out, Hall of Famers, come out out on the ramp right here. Is that where they're going to shoot the angle? We don't know. But we do know it's going to end exactly where we expected it to. And I have no complaints about any of this. Everybody knew that Sammy and Kevin were going to get back together again. And when it actually happened on SmackDown, that that crowd just exploded for that hug. Last half hour of SmackDown was great. The whole show was a, was a very, very good show. But if you did not see the angle of Sammy and Kevin, you should go watch it because it's quite the deal. We'll talk about that, all of the news, and more Wrestling Observer Live. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, Mike Sebervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Talked in the opening segment about the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens 
story, and uh, we all we all knew where it was going. But we all didn't know when, what they were willing to do. And I uh, got to say that SmackDown opens up and Cody Rhodes comes out. And Cody essentially says, you know, I want to I wanna talk about some stuff. So I'd like to call out Kevin Owens. And Kevin Owens comes down to the ring. And then Kevin's about to talk and Cody says, oh, wait, wait a second. This is this is not a this is not a one on one discussion. There's another person that needs to be involved, and so they hit Sami Zayn's music. Sami Zayn comes out, and they're having a they're having a summit. And when it first started, I was like, "This is not where I saw this going." Like I thought there would be everyone's beating down Sami. Kevin Owens just comes out and and makes a save. So. You know they're having a they're having a meeting, a verbal debate, and Sammy's whole debate is essentially, you know, dude, we've we've gone through this a thousand times, we've we've fought, we've been friends, we've fought, we've been friends, we've always gotten back together. We need each other to take out the Usos. I I don't understand why this time is so different. And you know, Kevin says to Cody, "Okay, I heard him. Can I go now? I ain't doing this." And so. Cody goes, you know, this is the service, the service business. The fans want this. You know, Sammy wants this. We all want this. Kevin's like, that's great. Can I leave now? And so Sammy tries one more and he goes, I, I, you do not have to like me. Okay. You don't have to be my friend. We don't have to be friends. We just have to get this done. If it takes years to repair all of this, that's fine. We can do this, and we don't have to be friends. And then Kevin just takes the mic, and he says, you know what? We could do this, but why would I want to do this with somebody that doesn't even want to be my friend? And he leaves. And Sammy is so sad. And so off Kevin goes again. So after commercial, Sammy follows him to the parking lot and he gives one final plea and it just ain't working. Kevin's getting in the car and finally Sammy says, you know what? Fine, go. I've, I've done all I could. But you know what? If you never talk to me again, whatever, I just want you to know that I love you. And Kevin looks at him. He shakes his head and he gets in the car and off he goes. Sammy puts his sad old bearded mustachioed face down and he just he just walks away. And then of course, you know, we built to the main event and the Usos are there. They're beaten down. They had, a, they had an interview with Sammy and, and Jay, and Jay was awesome in this this deal. I mean, they're keeping everything consistent. Jay essentially is saying, you know, I didn't want to do this to you. I loved you. But, like, you put me in this situation. You betrayed me. And at the end of the day, from day one, I've said this. You're you're not blood. And I had to do what I had to do for my family. This never had to happen. But when it happened, I had to make this call. And they're planting a seed, by the way, of Sammy telling Jay, you do realize that you're not mad at me. You're mad at Roman. You wish that you would have hit Roman Reigns with that chair. But you didn't. I did. You're, you have misplaced anger. So eventually they get a brawl. Jimmy comes out. Jimmy's beating on him. 
They hit Kevin Owens' music, and this dude comes down to the ring, and he lays out both of these Usos. And this was so great because Kevin's on one side of the ring. Sammy's on the other side of the ring. The ring has been cleared. They're looking at each other, and there's not like a slow whatever. Kevin looks at him, and he just starts striding towards him. And Sammy don't know what's going on. And if you watch Sammy, he's like, he's he starts taking steps back, like, this dude's going to kill me. Kevin grabs this dude, and he hugs him, and this place went haywire. And, like, the opening segment, they've been chanting, hug it out. This segment, they've been chanting, hug it out. And they hugged it out, and, man, it was so great. It's one of those things I talk about all the time. It's not what I thought they were going to do. But what they did was actually way better than what I thought they were going to do. Because you know what this is at the end of the day, Mike? You know what this is? What's that? It is a bromance. There's literally no other way to describe it. It's two bros, and all one of these bros needed to hear was, I love you. That's all he needed, and boom! He came back for his friend. It was so great. Anyway... I loved it. Love this storyline. I'm hoping for a digital exclusive that took place inside Kevin Owens' car when he found a mixtape from way back in the day when he and Sammy were running the indies, and he put that tape in, and he was driving down the road, and he was thinking about that I love you and just went, ah, and turned the car around and came back into the arena. I thought it was great. I know there are people that don't like this storyline. I get it. It's It's over the top it's huge it's massive it sucked all the air out of wwe's room for the last 18 months all that sort of stuff but i've really enjoyed where they've gone with it i'm looking forward to kevin owens and Sami Zayn against the usos at wrestlemania i'm looking forward to what comes after wrestlemania because all of this stuff can still continue on you need probably again you don't need somebody if roman's going to be gone because you have the usos and solo right there but you know, Cody and Roman, that's going to continue to be a thing. I'm sure Roman and Sammy is going to continue to be a thing. So if you don't like this storyline, I hate to tell you, it's probably going to be continuing on for a, I don't want to say a long, long time, but I could see it going on easily for at least another six months. Oh, I mean, they've planted the seeds. This thing's going on, brother. Till, probably until SummerSlam Survivor Series. That's honestly what I would think right now. Yeah, everyone's still talking about, ah, man, please let Roman beat Cody. I want to see everyone go crazy. Hey, listen, obviously Roman could beat Cody, but, you know, this is main eventing the second night of WrestleMania, and I would be fairly confident that Cody is going to win this title, and there's no reason for him not to. I mean, it's it's time to, to pull the trigger on somebody new. And you know what happens if Roman is no longer the champion? Well, Roman can do some feuds with guys and lose. Because you know what? The one thing that kept driving me crazy about this Roman Reigns non like never-ending title reign is they only had faith in a finite number of people. And so ultimately, he would wrestle the same guys. Like how many times did he wrestle Kevin Owens? And he had to beat him every single time. Dude, Owens, and Lashley he and McIntyre had to beat yeah. Sami Zayn in Montreal. Because of this streak, like, and I said this about about Wardlow and other guys. It's like, it, it's a lot easier to book when you can actually beat people. 
when you've when you've set yourself up in a position where we can't beat anybody, it actually just makes it more difficult. Like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm ready for this to end. You know, Roman's Roman's job here, which I don't think people sometimes understand. You know, when especially when we were talking about Montreal and everything like that, it's like Roman's job as the number one guy in the company by miles, because that's the way he's been portrayed forever. Roman's job is not to get over the next guy. His job is to get over several guys, okay? Everyone's all this, you know, well, he can't beat Sammy because, like, we need to get over Cody. Cody is the guy. Yeah, Cody is the guy, okay? But that doesn't mean that Roman's 1,000 whatever and, you know, hasn't been beaten since 2019 or whatever. It's, It's not like he can only get over one guy. He can get over other guys. He can do a job and give Sammy a huge win. He can give Jey Uso a huge win. Like, that's his job. That's his role now that he has achieved this position. It's not one for one. It should be like one for three, one for four. And then whoever the next big guy is, if it's Cody, give Cody his long run. But at the end of the day, Cody isn't there to get over one guy. He's there to get over a bunch of guys. That's the point. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Back in the show, Brian Elber is here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sabravivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Yes, Mike. I don't want to play devil's advocate here because I believe in what I'm saying. It's not just a fake argument to bring up to banter, but I will say I agree with you. Clash at the Castle, I would have done the deal with Drew McIntyre then. That was in September. They obviously didn't do that. They wanted to do something else. But when I look at Sami Zayn and where he was at and what he was doing before the bloodline angle, I would say that in the process of all of this, Sami Zayn is more over and better off now than he was. Now, is he as hot as he was in the run-up to the title? No, and I can't. I don't know what quarter hours you're referring to in well, the chat. Well, no sort one of knows thing. what you're talking about. So let me explain this Go because ahead. we don't disagree. You're you're misinterpreting what I said. Well, no, I just want to say this before you go. I think everybody involved in this angle, when you include Solo, when you include the Usos, as uh, when you include the entirety of everybody, I think everybody is better off in general. You can nitpick and, and debate. Who should have been better? Should you have done this or done that? But I think in the entirety, everybody has gotten over. Everybody's in a better position. Of course. But I do agree with what you're saying, that Roman Reigns, his job and Triple H's job and that company's job is to make sure that it's not just Sammy revitalized and Cody you know, getting one over on Roman. There is going to be other people that are involved in this mix that do benefit from it. Okay, well, here's what, here's what Mike's talking about, everybody, because it was during the break. So somebody, I said... 
Roman's job is to get guys over, okay? And somebody in the chat was like, did he get Sammy over, okay? Now listen, obviously, from, from where Sammy was a year ago until today, he is way more over than he was a year ago because of this entire storyline, okay? What I am saying is, no, he didn't get more over losing to Roman in Montreal. He got less over, okay? And it's the same thing with Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, there's a reason that we said, you know what? Drew should beat Roman in Cardiff. And he didn't, okay? There was a reason that we said Sammy should beat Roman in Montreal. He didn't, okay? Now, you know, I don't have all of the, the quarters and everything going back to Cardiff, but is there anybody here who believes that Drew McIntyre is hotter after that match in Cardiff than he was before? The answer is he's not. He was hotter going into that Cardiff match than he was after he was beaten by Roman Reigns, okay? So Roman wrestling him and beating him did not get Drew more over. He was less over afterwards, okay? Now with Sammy, is Sammy like a geek and he doesn't do anything? And he, No, of course not. But you can track the quarters leading up to Montreal, and, you know, I, lo I know people go, well, you know, it wasn't Sammy. It was the bloodline, okay? It, you're wrong, okay? Because in the lead-up to Montreal, Sammy, boom, straight up, when he was in these. And you can go back and look at the quarters. You put Sammy on TV in the lead-up to Montreal, and you would have a big spike. Now, Roman was there sometimes. He wasn't there other times. Solo was there sometimes. He wasn't there other times. The Usos, the the one guy, the constant was Sami Zayn, okay? Then we had Montreal. You know, everyone's going crazy for this guy. We have Montreal. He loses, okay? Go back and look at all of the quarters since Montreal. I think there's been one show where, like, you know, Sami was in the, the highest rate, but they were all there in that quarter, okay? And, you know, Sammy's been in main event positions. Sammy's been in uh, top-of-the-hour positions. There are no more spikes. They're gone. The spikes are gone. There has not been one since Montreal, okay? So this doesn't mean that he's not over. It doesn't mean that he's been destroyed or killed or anything like that. What it means is he's less over after losing to Roman than he was before. And that's not, like... Don't read too much into this. Like, oh, Brian's saying that, you know, he's a geek. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying it getting in the ring with Roman and losing did not give him some sort of magical rub that made him more over or anything like that. What it did was that there was a there was a, a portion of fans that were super into this Sammy thing. And then they watched the show and he got beaten. And now they aren't turning in, tuning in for his segments anymore. You can track the before and after. I'm not, I'm not trying to win an argument or make it up. It's what happened, okay? Roman's job is to get people more over. When someone beats Roman, they need to, to capitalize from it, okay? That happens by beating the guy, not getting in the ring with him and losing in Cardiff, not getting in the ring with him and losing in Montreal. That's the old, oh, he'll get a rub. If that actually happened, I'd tell you. But we've all seen it with our own eyes, and we have the, the data to back it up 
neither Drew nor Sammy, by being in the ring with Roman in their hometown and losing, ended up better off for it. Both of them were not as well off for it afterwards as they were before. That's it. So my point is, now that he's no longer the champion, he can have a feud with somebody. And at the end of the, I'm not saying go in there and put everybody over. That'd be stupid. Hogan tried that in, in WCW, and it was a disaster. <laughs> sort of. His job, Roman's job, is to be the top guy. He's going to win almost all the time. But if it's the right guy at the right place at the right time, when he's no longer this guy that they have to protect for some streak, he can put the guy, he can put over Drew in Cardiff. He can put over Sammy in Montreal. You could have that moment that you're not going to have again. You could have a guy come out of it a bigger star than they were going in, not somewhat less of a star. That's his job. What am I yelling for? I don't know. That's what you do. Getting ready for your uh, speech as uh, Tony Clifton to induct Andy Kaufman into the WWE Hall of Fame, I assume. Yeah, uh, Andy Kaufman's going in to the Hall of Fame. It's hey, listen, same. he's a he's a uh, famous pro wrestling character. My problem with this is just you're doing this at a time where Jerry Lawler is sick and can't be there. And I just Well, that's what that's I'm wondering. That's the only bad part about that for me. <laughs> that's what I'm wondering. Like are they going to try to get something from, you know, his house, like, you know, record something and this is something they can do to get him on TV for a feel good sort of moment? That's what I I'm wondering if that's part of this. Well, it's Hollywood. Jim Carrey's from Hollywood. Maybe Jim Carrey shows up at Jerry's house as Andy to have something like that during it. I think the more, you know, you said something during the opening that I think is probably going to be more of the case. Because last week we talked about Rey Mysterio being inducted into the into the WWE Hall of Fame. And it was like, okay, does something happen on Friday on SmackDown which leads to a match between the two either on Saturday or Sunday. But you mentioned what I was thinking over the weekend, which was when they're all lined up out there and there's only a handful of people this year that are going to be standing out on that stage being introduced to everybody, that's probably when that would happen on Saturday to set up a match for Sunday. That was one of the things I was going to say on the show today. And then you already said it. And I think that to me is the most obvious thing you can do. Well, it makes you know, more sense to me, too, than to do it at the Hall of Fame at 11 o'clock at night when a lot of people probably aren't going to be watching. Yes, you're going to have a much bigger audience if you do it actually at WrestleMania. But, you know, I, I, like, the, I like the original idea, which was my idea. But, hey, listen, like I said, if the way they do it is better, that's fine. But I like the idea of it happening at the Hall of Fame induction. Because even though you've got a smaller audience, the story is there's nothing that Dom can do to make this guy fight his own son. There's nothing Dom can do, okay? Dom has attacked Ray 500 times. He's stolen his mask. He's done this and he's done that. Ray's already been inducted, and he's just standing there on the stage waving and Dominic attacks him. It's like, that's not that much worse than what he's done all of his time. Whereas if you're actually doing the Hall of Fame induction, you only get one shot to do this the first time. You're in the, your family's there, and everyone's, it's like a, you know, this is not a, there's never been an angle, there's never been an attack in a Hall of Fame. That's the kind of thing where you ruin that moment. Now Ray's like, 
I'm going to whip your ass, you little punk. <laughs> so I like it better actually at the Hall of Fame. But, you know, I think I think they probably will do it during when everyone comes out in the line because at the end of the day, what, you're going to give Ray another Hall of Fame induction that doesn't get screwed up? I mean, is that really going to be his, till the end of time, Hall of Fame induction speech? They shoot an angle? So it probably will take place at uh, WrestleMania, but I like the idea of it happening at the ceremony way better. Part of Ray Mysterio Jr.'s legacy in WWE, finally getting to something and then having that moment destroyed for you. I just still remember him being smashed with the uh, Paul White picked him up while he was on the backboard and smashing up up against the talk about a bad uh, post winning your championship reign you know there's been plenty of those in WWE but Rey Mysterio one of the greatest examples of that the other thing too is is what's the story I will never wrestle you there's nothing you could do to me that'll ever make me yeah to me so if, if you do it at the induction Dom can waylay Conan which is the sympathy key because everyone knows Conan's had so many health issues and Dominic attacking Conan as well as Ray. Whereas if you bring everybody out on stage, I don't think they bring out the in- inductors onto the stage. No. I think it's only the inductees. So there, there would be no logical reason for Conan to be out there if you if you do it then. But Another thing they could do too, he puts hands on either his mother or Vicky Guerrero that's there or Rhea Ripley does, which also could bring something on Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. December BB, also WrestlingObserver.com. All right, we got more news. Steve Austin addresses possible involvement at Mania 39. Told the Wrestling Classic he has not heard from WWE regarding the event. Also said he believes the company should focus on its current roster at this year's show. He says, I haven't heard anything. We're literally, as we speak right now, it's about two weeks away. It's the biggest show of the year. Right now, I think WWE's got a good roster. Best roster they've had since the Attitude Era. That's a deep roster. I think so many guys and gals need those coveted spots. They've got plenty of names to draw from, plenty of talent to draw from. I think they should shine the light and the cameras on their current superstars. But whether he'll appear, he said to be determined. Well, you know, Steve, they got two nights. We got open slots, brother. I'd love to see Steve Austin at Mania, because you know what? Like some of these uh, some of these guys, this guy can talk, and as we saw last year, he can go. So, hey, yeah. wise words from Steve Austin, too, about focus on the people that are there. Don't try to come up with something for me in two weeks or anything like that, and they shouldn't do well, I wouldn't have him do a match, for sure, but you no, can No, but appearance. I mean, just in, in general, when they because they do fall back to the well of bringing too many people back, and one of the big problems of this whole Roman Reigns storyline is... 
who has gotten over. We already have talked about that, and that's going to be the most important thing here when it comes to Triple H and him being in charge and just the company in general. You talk about somebody that Roman Reigns could lose to now that he no longer has the title. Well, guess what? Say he's going to take a couple of months off, and he has a match with Cody, and he loses. Okay, you have that rematch. But bring up Braun Breaker. Bring up somebody that can actually benefit from a big win. Somebody who they are invested in and do see a future in. Why not have him be one of the ones that actually may get a shot at Roman Reigns? Yeah, I'm just bringing up hypotheticals here, but Braun Breaker is one of those guys that it's like, you know, if anybody, somebody needs to come up to that main roster and have that hit like a Brock Lesnar, like some other people have had. And to me, Braun Breaker is going to need that. And Roman Reigns would be a great person to put on vacation for a while, you know, after Mania. All right, now back off for a second. Allow me for a moment. I got to do a follow-up for this Friday show. We spent a long time Friday talking about the AW house show they were running on Saturday night in Troy, Ohio. And I got to make this clear here, okay? I don't know if I read it wrong. I don't know if I misinterpreted it wrong when I was talking about the WrestleTicks, uh, what the, the advance was for the show. I think I said they were at 1,000. I believe at the time that we were doing the show Friday, they were actually around 2,000. Okay, so they were doing better than I thought when I was doing the big speech on Friday. So I can I can I, I want to say I want to uh, alter my house show speech a little bit based on how this show did, because at the end of the day, the Troy, Ohio house show was a big success. They had it set up for thirty four hundred and it drew thirty two hundred. They had a big walk up. And I was told that, like, around town, they did a great job of promotion uh, for the show. And, you know, that was one of the reasons that Jeff Jarrett was brought in was to do that. And, you know, whatever you want to say about Jeff wrestling on TV or whatever you want to say about TNA or Impact or whatever, you know, they they have always, and this being Jarrett and, and the folks that worked at TNA and Impact, you know, the booking of TNA starting in 2002, uh, was hit and miss and mostly miss, okay? And it was there was a lot of things that were, like, so stupid and horrible. A lot of you listening right now are probably listening because you found audio on YouTube of me burying TNA, okay? I've heard that a thousand times. But there were things they did well, okay? One of the things they did well was they could take a building with, like, a thousand people in it and make it look like 5,000. They did a great job with that. And they also always did a good job with strong local promotion, okay? And apparently they did that for this Troy, Ohio show, and they had a, they had a big walk-up. And, you know, I heard from the fans that went that they had a great time. I heard from the wrestlers that they had a great time. The wrestlers loved the crowd. They loved getting out there and, and getting a chance to work. And, you know, from from every angle, from how many tickets they sold to how much fun the fans had to how much fun the wrestlers had, success all the way around, okay? Now, I also want to make uh, clear something that I was talking about on Friday when I was talking about, you know, this is what you, do, should, what you should do for house shows. You need to have some big matches there. You should have some matches that you can't see on television. You should announce, you know, the Young Bucks versus FTR. You should announce John Moxley versus Hangman in a death match or whatever. The whole house shows you need to do two things, okay? Two things. 
the main thing they need to do is they need to get guys work, reps, the younger talent, the talent that works twice a month. They need to be working more than that, okay? Brock Lesnar, when he got called up to the main roster from Ohio Valley, you can go back and read the Observer figure four, listen to whatever we were doing back then. It was like, this is a bad idea, dude. This guy is not ready. He needs another year. Well, what happened was they called him up. They put him in the ring with good workers. He was on the road four days a week, and he got up to speed quick, okay? So a lot of these a lot of these wrestlers need more reps. And I'm not talking about like, oh, let's do AEW Dark. You know, you got two minutes against a local talent, just squash him. I'm talking they got to work. So that's the main thing that these house shows need to accomplish. However, you know the other thing they need to accomplish is, is selling tickets. So when I say you need John Moxie versus Hangman in a death match, you need the Young Bucks versus FTR, you need the Elite versus whatever, that's your main event. That's maybe your semi-main event. After that, it's a card like this, okay? But you need you need something big, but not everything needs to be big. You need to make, and you know, if you, if you look at like, Okay, well, guy like the, the Young Bucks or Moxley or uh, whoever, you know, they're, they're on a guaranteed deal, so they're not being paid extra. But what you have to consider is their guaranteed deal is for X number of dates, and I would bet that none of them are working those dates, except maybe like Moxley, who works everywhere all the time. So, you know, it doesn't have to be the same main event every time, but, you know, the Young Bucks, you're going to work a couple of house shows a year. And you're going to main event, and you're going to be in this big match that you can't see on TV. Maybe you've only seen, you know, Young Bucks FTR has been done twice in the history of AEW. So if you want to see it, you got to go to Troy, Ohio, and watch it live. It doesn't have to be every weekend. doesn't have to be every show, but once they do that, then maybe, you know, Brian Danielson, MJF is going to headline this house show. And, you know, it's one extra date for Brian and MJF, but it's only once every six months or whatever. You can, you can alternate your big matches that you're giving people. But Ethan Page, Sean Dean. Ethan Page is a great opponent for Sean Dean. He's a great opponent for Hook. Brian Pillman Jr. versus Jeff Jarrett. Brian Pillman's a local guy, you know, helped promote the show. He gets experience working Jeff Jarrett. Ruby Soho and Hollywood Haley was an angle for TV. And then Orange and Darby versus The Butcher and The Blade. I mean, those are all TV people. That's a, that's a good match for everybody. And then uh, Britt Baker versus Anna J.A.S. in her first match back since getting hurt. Uh, you know, what's the idea here? Get her in the ring, not on national television. She may be rusty. She may not remember anything, but it's an Al show. Get him in there and, and get working and try to try to do something. Chris Daniels and Powerhouse Hobbs. Dude, Powerhouse Hobbs is great. You don't think Powerhouse Hobbs can can benefit from working with Christopher Daniels? And then John Moxley and Claudio versus Lee Moriarty and Big Bill. It's like, get those guys in with a great team that's going to have a great match with them. That's what a house show is all about. So, at the end of the day, it was a success. Tony did come out and say, you know, we're going to come back here to Troy, Ohio at some point. And my overall point is, you sold 3,200 tickets this time. Are you going to sell 3,200 in Troy, Ohio next time without a big-time main event? Maybe you will, maybe you won't. You can go and try, but to me, it's like after you've been to the market once, now you got to give at least one or two big special things, and then you do the rest of the card the way they did the card here. So overall, it was a big success. Uh, I was wrong on Friday, and it turned out great for them. Hopefully they can do more, and hopefully they can tour 
you know, a couple times a month or whatever in different places and make some money and get people experience. Yeah, I'm happy for the fans, and I'm happy, you know, in these towns, and I'm happy for the wrestlers that are getting reps in, getting work in, and just working in front of people more. I mean, these are performers. They like going out there to perform, bottom line. So we were looking at numbers that are estimations, and that's something we should, you know, let people know about when it comes to WrestleTix is they, these are seat estimations that we were going off of. Apparently, later on on Friday, Mike Johnson on PW Insider you know, said it had a little bit more of a closer number, a more accurate number to saying that it was close to sold out. But the bottom line for me is I wanted to see what they were doing locally. And apparently they did do a lot locally from what it sounds like. It was not, <clears throat> excuse me, was not advertised much, was not posted up on Twitter much or anything like that. But they did do well as far as getting their claws in and getting people excited there. So I'm a big fan of house shows. I'm a big fan of matches that you you didn't bring up like pat buck and qt marshall and a lot of people rolled their eyes when they saw that and went pat i buck did and QT. I, I look i'm good with it and i'll tell you why these are two of your better trainers that you have inside that company and those guys going out there to work a house show match that some of these other guys can watch not the worst idea in the world. Well, yeah, but you could also just have QT wrestle somebody else and, and get him actually in there with QT. That's what I wanted to see. Well, I, what does Pat <laughs> Buck need to be in the ring with QT Marshall for? Because Pat Buck got a shot to wrestle on an AEW house show because you know what? Sometimes that's also what house shows are for, for fun little things that you'll never see on TV. Matches that you may not see on TV. Interactions that you may not see. So... I got to be honest, that's one where everybody was rolling their eyes, but I got a huge kick, and I've seen QT and Pat Buck wrestle live, so I'm actually completely good with that. Well, sure, but I mean, everyone here is like, it's, it was fun, it was silly. Bruh, there's a lot of guys who could have a fun, silly match with QT that could use another match in the ring with a QT. Hey, but some Pat people Buck's also... going back to agent matches now. Yeah, but he can go back to look. Look, if this was the one thing that they were doing, I'd say, okay, you're right, or they're only going to do these things once a month. Don't waste the time. But it, I, I'm okay with it this time. We'll see what the rest of these shows look like as they go along, especially the tour in Canada and all that. But I think it's a good idea. I, I like the idea. Well, anyway, that was the uh, house show. Did well. We've got some other quick notes here. The New Japan Cup concludes a Tuesday. And it will be Finn Lee versus the five guys, Sonata. He's one of the five guys. And the winner takes home the New Japan Cup. Man, me and uh, DJ, we got five bucks on this, brother. And you know what? Let me tell you this. Here's the deal, everybody. This, this is why we have the $5 bet anyway. I I presume that Finn Lee is going to win this tournament, okay? But if they have suddenly decided, brother, we're going all the way with this guy, this Sonata, and he's going to win this cup, and he's going to go and he's going to upset Okada, and man, it's Sonata's time. I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for it. What I don't want to see is the 95th. You know, I'll predict this right now if Sonata wins, okay? What I don't need to see is Sonata win this cup, Go have a match with Okada. Go back and forth, blah, blah, blah. Finally, he's got this guy in the skull end. Tell me if this sounds familiar. He's got the guy in the skull end. The guy's out. The arm goes down once. 
It goes down twice. You're like, it's over. And then this idiot lets go of it. Goes up top. Misses the moonsault. Rainmaker and it's over. I don't need to see it. Mike is laughing because he knows that's exactly what happens every time. Back in a moment, Observer Live. (laughs) Robin here says, you are right, Brian. I like emails like this. Uh-huh. My buddy was at the Troy, Ohio show. He said Hook's math with the, uh, match with Ethan Page was the longest and probably the best match of Hook's short career so far. They did do matches exactly like these on the AW House shows. Get the young guys more reps. Yep, that young Pat Buck. You know, he'll never forget that Troy, Ohio House show. All he you learned in the douche. ring was I hope he Marshall. comes and chokes you out. I heard well, you, you know were too scared to hey, face listen. him on the cruise. Hey, he ain't gonna because, you know what I've been doing in the commercial breaks? Training. Training during the commercial breaks. He's been doing push-ups. And when this show's over, I'm going right into that treadmill. I'm going to watch New Japan Strong, and I'm going to just rock it on that treadmill because it is, yeah. it is black label pro World Tag Team Championships Week, and uh, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it. Tom and I, we've got, we've got some gear. Boy, do we got some gear. We're a real team now, so we're gonna get some gear that matches, and uh, get a head out oh, there. God, and, there's tassels. Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill it that match, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna triumphantly. See, you guys are all down on me and everything like that, and you're trying to just like cause trouble. But at the end of the day. I'm bringing these titles home for you guys. I'm bringing them home for all of you. And I'm going to put that belt right there, right there in the corner. Maybe both of them, actually. Depends on how much work I do. And uh, and then, you know, what's really going to be fun is I got a party scheduled for the day after the match, Sunday. So you're going to be able to follow me on, on Twitter. I think my, my, my Twitter subscribers will get the first crack of the photos. But, man, the day after that, I fly home. I got a big party scheduled for that night. I'm going to have, like, I got a, a, a food truck. There's going to be wine. Rented out a winery. And I'm going to just party it up with all my buddies as the new Black Label Pro Tag Team Champions. And Tom's going to be on the show as well in an hour. So check it out. 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. Video.f4wonline.com. WrestlingObserver.com. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.